Hello, church family. Welcome to Wednesday Night Live. Man, so glad you would join us, all of our friends, our family, everybody. So good to be with you and glad that you would choose to log on, tune in, be with us. Man, what a blessing it is in all of this that's going on to still be able to connect and to uh, be able to have this time together while you're in their, your house there and we're here uh, we just want to reassure you, we're praying for you, believing God with you, standing with you, and uh, we just want to spend these Wednesday nights just taking a few minutes just to declare some faith into your life, and so we thank you so much for all that you're doing. Uh, maybe just take a minute and uh, go grab your Bible and uh, get ready for that, because we're just going to go through some scriptures tonight. Last week, uh, we gave you, we did this lesson on overcoming faith, and we're going to do kind of a part two tonight on this, overcoming faith. And uh, so last week, we talked a lot about physical healing, believing God for our health, faith to change our world, that our faith really has uh, an impact on our world around us. We can believe God for that. We'll review just a little bit of that. But also, tonight, we're going to talk about faith for our finances and our family. And in these type of situations, people have a lot of uh, concern, maybe some uh, just a little bit anxious about our finances and, uh, and those type of things, concerned about our family, their salvation, so what can we do? So we just give you some few simple points. And uh, I was like Paul in uh, writing, he says, you know, for me to write the same thing to you, is not tedious to it, it it's not tedious and it's profitable for you so hearing the same thing reassuring and reestablishing rebuilding our faith is so good so do you have your bibles praise god let's make our declaration tonight say it with me this is my bible i live by its truth i walk in its light i rest in its promises i'm empowered by its love and i overcome by the faith produced from receiving this seed sown into my heart Father, tonight I thank you that you are truly an all-everywhere-present God. And Father, I thank you tonight you are equally present in every one of our lives right where we're at. Father, you're here in our sanctuary tonight. But Father, you're in every home, in every place. Lord, whether somebody's watching on their phone, they're watching on the computer, their TV, whatever, however they're tuning in, Father, and wherever they are, I thank you your presence is there with them. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're there and you're going to work with them, enabling them to have eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts that will receive what you desire to sow into their heart tonight. Father, I pray that faith will be strengthened and lives will be encouraged in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. So I just act like you're all here, and that was a great amen. God bless you. So tonight, we want to talk about overcoming faith. Now, I gave you this scripture as we started, and it's Proverbs chapter 12, and it says in verse 25, Anxiety in the heart of a man causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. And so that scripture is really encouraging to me in that area. That, you know what, so much goes on, it's easy to get anxiety, but I don't want my heart to be, de to have depression. Hear that again, anxiety in the heart of a man causes it, causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. So I'm praying that you can hear a good word tonight, and God will use these scriptures to inspire you. One of our key scriptures is 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5, it says this, we're talking about overcoming faith. 
So 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 and 5 says this, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Come on, isn't that exciting? Our faith is an overcoming faith. Who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Then that faith, that measure of faith that God has given to each one of us is an overcoming faith that we have in our lives and we overcome the world. That means every challenge, situation, circumstance we face in this life, in the world, we have, can have our faith in God will help us and cause us to be the overcomers that He declares that we are. Galatians chapter 5 says this, For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. And I said this to you last week in this area, understanding that faith working through love. When I understand how much God loves us, when I look at the cross and I see my Savior upon the cross, when I look at what He endured for me, that He bore my sins, bore my iniquities, bore my pain, carried my sorrows, carried my grief, took every transgression and every uh, judgment that was against me and nailed it to His cross. He bore it all, carried it all, and conquered it all for me in His love towards us. And God declaring His love in His Son and then manifesting it there upon the cross in the life of Christ. You know what? It's hard for me to doubt His love. When I know that He loves me, I don't just have faith in words. My faith is in the love that I know that God has displayed towards me and has showed towards me and has manifest towards me in His Son. So faith working through love is such a powerful force in our life. So, let's just walk through this tonight. Since God has declared His will in His Word and confirmed it in the blood of His Son, we no longer need to pause at believing that He will fulfill all He has said. When God declares that and He's he shown it forth in His Son, we can just be confident that He will do everything that He has said He would do. We don't have to hesitate to act on the promise and provision of His Word. We have faith. We are filled with the Spirit. And His Word abides in us. We're born again. We're filled with the Spirit. We have the faith of God on the inside of us. And we have the Word of God abiding in us. Jesus said, if my, if my words abide in you. And so that's such a powerful thing when the Word of God, we allow it to live in, settle down, take up residence on the inside of us. It is such a dynamic force. The force, the life of God working in us. His living Word. Praise God. Next, we must choose to never let any circumstance, look at this, we must choose to never let any circumstance speak louder than our revelation of who God is and the promise of His Word. We must pray until faith overcomes our doubts. So we must never let any circumstance, look at that, speak louder or situation speak louder than our revelation of who God is and the promise of His Word. I don't care what this COVID-19 virus is. I don't care about anything, no matter what the circumstance, whether it's this virus, whether it's another report from the doctor, whether it's a financial situation. God's Word, I've made the choice, you need to make the choice, that God's Word will always be the loudest voice in your life. Hold on to His Word. Stay fixed on that. So how do we do that? 
How, how do we deal? How do we pray? What do we do? Look at it. How to get a bigger revelation of who God is? This is what you do. You must pray in the Spirit and stay in the Word. Pray in the Spirit and stay in the Word. Come on. If you're Spirit-filled, as I said last week, if you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you don't have a prayer language in other tongues, you don't know how to pray in the Spirit, you can ask God to fill you right where you are. And then by faith, just thank Him and just begin. Begin to speak. The Holy Spirit will give you utterance. Just begin to speak. Jesus said, if you ask the Father for the Holy Spirit, He will give Him to you. There's no greater force in the life of the believer than being able to pray in the Spirit, meaning letting the Spirit use your voice to pray through you when we pray in other tongues and pray in the spirit we're allowing the holy spirit the voice of god to speak the perfect will of god through our life it it is such a place of peace in prayer when you're allowing god to pray for you and to pray through you by his spirit man what an amazing blessing and benefit we have so when i pray in the spirit and i stay in the word Something happens, and it stirs up and energizes and builds my faith. We must believe that our faith in God can and will change our world. Our faith is world-changing. You know, they said about the disciples in the book of Acts, as they went out preaching, they said, hey, these who have turned the known world upside down these men who have turned the world upside down they have also come here that means they were changing and influencing their world and their culture through their faith in God we can do that same thing today my friend praise the Lord so look at this next point Jesus teaches us to have the kind of faith that moves problems out of our life to move our problem we can have faith that moves our problems out of our life So what do I do? I will speak and talk to my mountain, not about it. You know, people spend more time talking about their problems than they do speaking to them in the authority of the name of Jesus. Look what Jesus said in Mark chapter 11. He said this, Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. And see, I want you to remember this context of this scripture. The day before, Jesus had spoke to a tree. He spoke to a tree, and the tree responded to what he said. He went to the tree looking to find fruit. It wasn't the season of fig, but he went there expecting to find fruit. Finding none, he cursed the fig tree and said, Let no man eat fruit from you again. And they came back the next day and was dried from the roots up. It was withered and dried from the roots up. And the disciples were made. Jesus, the tree you talked to responded to what you said. I want you to get that picture. The disciples were amazed because Jesus spoke to a tree and it responded to what he said. In a lot of our lives, this is radical. But what we do, instead of speaking to our problems, we, we think it takes faith and somehow we're helping if, if we talk about our problem. Speaking to a problem is not talking about it. Speaking to your problem is declaring the word of God in that situation and declaring the answer. And that's what faith does. Faith speaks the answer, not the problem. So that's what Jesus is saying. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. Listen to this. This is what Jesus said. He will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask, when you pray, believe that you receive them. 
<coughs> excuse me, and you will have them. When you pray, believe that you receive what you're asking for, and you will have them. John chapter 15, Jesus says this, If my words abide in you and you abide in me, you can ask what you will and it shall be done for you. So God says we have the authority to speak to our problems and believe God to receive the answer. See, it makes no difference what the mountain is made of or what it is called. It will either move or God will give us the strength to conquer it. Either the mountain moves or it gives us the strength to conquer it. Think about that. And it happens when we speak to our mountains by faith. Jesus said it was their faith that made them whole. To many that came to him while he was ministering and received their answer, he declared to them it was their faith that made them whole. So you and I walking in and releasing our faith and declaring our faith and acting upon our faith in God based upon the promise of his word is how we receive our answers. When we're convinced of his love for us, we can see our hopes become a reality through our faith that works by love. Like I said at the beginning, Galatians 5, when we're convinced that God loves us, then that is a great, that that takes our faith and motivates us in our faith to a whole new level. Hebrews 11, verse 1 in the Amplified Bible says this, Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed, of the things we hope for, being proof, hear that, being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. I don't see it, but I have a real conviction that they really exist. Even though I don't see it, it exists. It's mine and I receive it. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17. We know it. Verse 7 says. We walk by faith. Not by sight. Faith receives it. Before it sees it. It calls it mine. It calls it done. It calls it finished. It calls it complete. It declares I've received it. It is real now. As when it shows up. And I can perceive it. In the sense. Or the natural realm. Amen. Spirit is more real than the natural. And so by faith, we receive everything by faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's go through this. I want to talk to you a little bit about our finances. Our faith can change our financial world. Right now, people are in a little bit of a struggle over their finances, thinking about things. And I started thinking about the other day with what they're saying they're going to do. And I know there's a little bit of a, uh, of a time frame here between the pause of uh, people who have been laid off and collecting unemployment. But when they're saying that they're going to be giving unemployment to people that is their full salary, plus a, an extra stipend on top of that, people are going to be making receiving their full wages, plus more money than they were making before. And so just stopping and thinking about that, we should just have some peace just on a natural side in that. And then on top of that, they're going to give everybody who has filed their taxes in 2018, according to your tax return, then people are getting a, a another stipend on top of that. Families are getting another increase. You know, a family of four uh, with $2,400 and another, they're getting about $3,400 if they have two children at home, dependent children. And, and they made less than $75,000, and it changes as it goes up a little bit. 
But in that area for middle-income America, what a great benefit. And even through all this, so the anxiety over finances, but that's a natural side. But how do we view our finances spiritually as we walk with God? So let's talk about this a little bit. So our faith in God will change our financial world. We must believe that God wants us to prosper. My friend, you have to believe that God wants you to prosper. One of the biggest problems we have is a poverty mentality. People believe that, that, that it's hard to break that. And then even, uh, oh, I don't have time to really break into this, but you have to break out of a poverty mentality, a lack mentality, and, and, and looking and acting like you don't have enough. You have to believe that God is your source, and He will always make sure that you have more than enough. That's what God declares over us, that he will make sure we have more than enough so we can live generously, no matter what the circumstance is going around us. And the challenge is by having faith in God for our finances, that means no matter what's going on in the world around me, the world is not my source, God is my source. And so how do I have faith for finances in this area? 3 John 2, and we know it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But I want to read a couple verses to you out of Psalms and Proverbs. Psalms chapter 35. And verse 27. Listen to this. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Wow. Let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Do you favor God's righteous cause? Then begin to say, God, I thank you. You, you. you have pleasure in my prosperity. It's your heart. It's your desire for me to prosper. Proverbs chapter 10. This is a great one. I love this verse. Proverbs 10 and verse 22. It says this. Listen to this. It says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. You know, God blesses you to make you a blessing. But you have to believe that God wants you to prosper. And then you have to choose to live by the principles of his word. Do you know faith is a Bible principle? So when we talk about faith, we're talking about applying principles. And God has, the word of God is a book of pattern and principle. God, God shows us a, a principle, then he gives us a pattern. And when I take the principle and follow the pattern, I receive the promise. And so when it comes to all these areas, it's so important that we learn to take God at his word and then to apply his principles by faith, and we receive the promise. So when God says he has pleasure in us prospering and that he blesses us, his desires to cause us to increase so we can bless and show forth his nature. See, when God blesses you, it allows you and I to show forth his nature and his character to others by blessing them. So we have to believe that God has do that. So what do we do? We have to renew our minds to prosperity. You have to renew your mind to prosperity. Proverbs 23 and verse 7 says, As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. 
How do you think in your heart when it comes to money? Are you afraid? Do you have fear when it comes to money? Or do you feel like you don't have enough? Are you resentful people who have more? Do you just have improper thoughts about money? People have all kinds of different thoughts about money. But however you think in your heart, as a man thinks in his heart, so easy. That's how you're going to move and that's how it's going to influence your decisions and your actions when it comes to your finances. People, there's a lot of people think they never have enough, and so they're always speaking that. Instead of declaring, that goes back to speaking to our mountain. Declare you have enough. Don't declare you have not enough. What, what do I say? What do you declare about the mountain when it comes to the concern of your finances? How are you speaking to that situation? Secondly, we, remove the, we must remove the spirit of poverty from our minds, as we read it there in, in Psalms and in Proverbs. Get that spirit of poverty out of your mind. Believe that God wants to bless you. Believe that He wants to prosper you. Next, we must believe that God has given us the ability to prosper. Deuteronomy 8.18, it is God who gives you the power to get wealth. God blesses His people to be prosperous, to have resources, to have enough. And to do the thing and to fulfill his purpose and plan in our lives. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians 9 and verse 8 said, God gives seed to the sower and then multiplies your seed so. So God is the one who provides the resources for our lives. Praise God. So believe that God has given us the ability to prosper. Next, believe that God has given us the wisdom to prosper. You need wisdom. See, a lot of this in these situations like this will declare to us, have I been operating in wisdom when it comes to my finances? Have I been saving? Have I learned how to have delayed gratification? Or am I still operating in instant gratification? What are you going to do with, if, 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 let me just use this as an example right here. If you have been laid off, but yet you're going to get your full salary on unemployment, plus an extra stipend uh, of, say, five, five or $600, whatever they declared they're going to give on top of that, and then the, uh, the other uh, $1,200 per person and $500 per child, when those extra funds come in, are you thinking about the new TV you can buy? Or are you thinking about new shoes? Are you thinking about different things that you could do? Are, are, you, are you looking to have wisdom and say, God, how can I have wisdom in my finance? need to ask God and begin to operate in wisdom for your finances. Have you had a budget? Have you started an emergency fund? Many people could take that stipend to their family and say, people said, I've tried to get a $1,000 emergency fund so in case the dishwasher goes out or something happens or I need cars or something happens, then I don't have to put something on a credit card. You could use that and start an emergency fund. It takes wisdom. Ask God, believe God to have wisdom when it comes to your finances. Praise the Lord. And then we must believe that obedience to God's word brings prosperity. In Luke chapter 5, the Lord told the disciples, hey, so let's go out and thank you for letting me use your boat. Thank you for letting me teach here. Now let's go out and catch some fish. And the disciples said, Lord, it's no use to do that. We've been fishing all night. And so they're, they're discrediting. God's telling them, let's go catch some fish. Let, let's go have, let's go get some increase. Let's go bring some resources into your life. And so let's go out and drop the net. And so Jesus said, let's go out and lower the net. And Peter reluctantly responded and said, Lord, at, uh, you know, we fished all night and we're fishermen. This is our trade. And isn't it funny we're always smarter than God and so they get out there and then Peter says well at your word nevertheless at your word I will let down my net 
for a catch. And just half obedient, just partial obedience, brought a boat-sinking harvest into their life. You know what I think? If they'd have let down all their nets, they'd still be there today pulling in fish. Praise God. God could cause all the fish in the whole sea to come in every, every net. If every boat would have let down all their nets, think of the increase. Jesus said, if, however many nets you let down, that's what I'm going to feel. Let me ask you this. How is your obedience? How many nets are you, are you letting down your net? Are you operating in obedience in nets? Because that's determining your harvest. When you hear the word of God and how you respond to the word of God when it comes to your finances, that's what's determining your harvest. Obedience. Hear that again. We must believe that obedience to God's word brings prosperity. Next. We must believe that giving brings prosperity. Luke 6, 38, give and it shall be given unto you. Giving on every level. Can I tell you something? Prosperity is more than just money. I know finances is a part of that. But listen what Jesus, do you know Jesus fed the 5,000 and didn't spend five cents? Kingdom prosperity is a release of kingdom provision. I believe for kingdom increase, to flow through my life. You need to have faith for kingdom increase to flow through your life. And when you live by that, you have perfect peace. Something about being obedient to God and His principles and His word. When these times come, I'm at perfect rest in my finances for God taking care of me, whatever it is. I always believe for supernatural increase from unexpected sources. All the years we've been in the ministry, everything we've done, it's been amazing how God has provided for us. And when we look at the size of our church and things that are going on, and yet we're being obedient to what God is telling to do in the area of ministry and giving out. Ministry is serving and giving. So when we're saying yes and serving and giving and honoring God with our life, it's amazing how he brings provision from sources. People who haven't even gone to our church, don't go to our church, people many times who don't even go to church at all have sown amazing finances and resources into us when it came to building the Lord's gym, when it came to building our sanctuary, when it came to all the things we do. It is amazing how when you trust God, and even as a church, what do we do? We're still supporting our missionaries, we're still supporting our staff, we're still doing that, and God, when you just live by giving, in, in, in every area and being a blessing, not just in finances, but showing, giving care, showing compassion, giving of yourself in every area. Those things get multiplied back to you. Amen. And so it's so important that we learn to give. So when Jesus said, when you give, it is given back to you. Good measure, shaken down, pressed down. Good measure, shaken down, pressed together and running over. Shall men give back into your bosom? What they meant by that is that back in those days, they, they carried these, the, the way their garments were, they would pull your garment up and you make like a basket out and then people would pour the harvest of grain or whatever it was in there and they would fill it up till it got so full it would run out and you had to carry it. So it is an abundant overflowing increase that comes back when you believe that giving brings prosperity. Amen. And where God said, even when it comes to the tithe and the offering, bring all the tithes and the wind. Look what God said. I will pour out a blessing. 
that you cannot contain. So giving, honoring God, loving people, ministering to people in every area, in all these principles, gives us rest so that when we're in times like this, we have peace. Just like last week when we talked about hell and all those scriptures on hell, you can go back and, and, and watch that video from there. But the same way, here on finances, when we're living by the word of God and operating, we can have peace in our finances, even in a storm like this. Praise the Lord. Now, let's close tonight. I want to spend just the last couple of moments talking about on how our faith can have change our family. We need to believe that our faith in God will change our family. Look at that. We must choose to trust God for our family. Don't worry, doubt, or complain about them. Learn to trust God for your family. Don't worry. Don't doubt. Don't complain about them. Just trust God for your family. Believe. Do you know what that? that my Bible says that God's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. You know what? God wants your family saved, your loved ones saved, more than you do, actually. He wants them saved so much that he gave his son for them to be saved. So I agree with God's love for my family, for my loved one. And then I agree with his word that says that, that if I'll believe on him, that I'll be saved. But also my whole household will be saved. And that I believe they have a choice. But bless God, I believe it's really hard for them to make that choice. That, that they're gonna, God's just going to, the love of God is going to move upon their life and they're just going to end up saying yes to God. They're not going to have a chance. The Bible says it's the love of God, it's the goodness of God that brings us to repentance. So I say, God, I thank you for pouring your goodness out upon them. Father, you're working in their lives and they're going to come to repentance in Jesus' name and just be embraced in your love for them. So in that area, think about it. Choose to trust God for our family. Don't worry, doubt, or complain about them. What does 1 Peter say? Cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Next, our faith will bring God's power into the lives of our family. Have faith for your family, not doubt for your family. In other words, don't be moved by what you see. Having faith for your family means that you're just believing God for them to be saved. That's it. I've settled it. That's it. It's not a question. It's not up for discussion. Bless God, they're going to live for God, and, and they're going to come to know Him. So your faith releases God's power into the lives of our family. Next, we must pray for our family to have an open heart. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and let me read this verse to you. Second Corinthians chapter 4, and verses 3 and 4. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Whose mind, listen to this, the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of God, who is the image of God, should shine on them. So we pray against that. 
Father, we're praying that the light of the gospel, we're breaking that blinding hold, that stronghold off of their minds. Our, our, our family is not under the control of the enemy. Their minds are not being closed off and the, the gospel is not being in. But Father, we thank you. They have open heart. They have open ears. They have open minds and hearts to hear and receive your word and respond to your love. Father, we thank you that the light of the gospel is going to shine upon them and they're going to receive it in Jesus' name. So you must have faith that God's power will come to your life and pray for them to have an open heart. Amen. Pray that God will open their heart and move upon them. You know, the Bible says nobody comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws them. So we're praying for the Holy Spirit to draw them to them. That's His work. That's His job. So, Father, I thank You. Your Spirit is drawing our family, our loved ones to You. Father, I thank You. In this situation, I don't have to worry, but you're going to open their heart. You're going to open their mind, and they're going to receive the truth, and they're going to respond and be saved in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. And then next, we pray for our family to receive a spirit of wisdom and revelation. You're there. Just keep going to the right in your Bible to Ephesians chapter 1. Paul prayed for the church like this, and we pray this over our families as well. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 16 through 18, says this. Paul says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in your prayers. And I know that's what you're doing for your family. You're praying for them. You're making mention of them in your prayer. But what are you supposed to be praying? That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him that the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance is in the same so pray that over your family father i thank you that you're giving them that, that their eyes of their understanding is being lightened, that, 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 their, that their hearts are being opened, that they're able to receive that. So you pray that over them and declare that over them in Jesus' name, that they would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation into the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. Two more. We must pray for laborers to cross our family's path. Matthew chapter 9, Jesus says, pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest field. And I want to encourage you in this. So many times we think we're the one that's going to be the laborer that's going to bring our family to the Lord. Sometimes they're not your harvest field. Sometimes you need to commit your family to the Lord and then trust him. Trust him. See, if I'm always, let me just help you with this. If you're always in there, you don't trust God. Let's let that sink in for a second. If you can't commit them to the Lord and begin to praise Him and thank Him for working in their life and begin to pray, as we just said, that the eyes of their understanding, that their minds would be open, all these areas, that God would move, declaring His covenant with you and His promises to you and thanking Him for that, and then trust Him and find your rest in Him. If you don't have rest and peace and trust and confidence in God, then you don't have faith in God when it comes to your finances. And faith, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, we can't receive anything from the Lord. And so in this area, you have to have faith for your family. And faith is trust, it is peace, and it is rest in any area that you're believing for. When you're living by faith, you're operating in trust, you're operating in peace, and you are at rest in God. 
So when it comes to your family, are you trusting him? Do you have peace? And are you at rest? Are you in there helping the Lord? I know I'm praying, but I got to be in there. I got to be talking to him. I got to be pushing him. I got to be speaking to him. I got to be in there, God. And I'm, and I'm praying, God, you need to get him. You need to get him. And let me go get him while I'm waiting on you to do your job. And so you're in there. So sometimes just get out and believe God. Just step away, believe God. Many times when we're asking God, we, we try to be the answer to our own prayer. You're not big enough to be the answer to your own prayer. That's why you need a Savior, and that's why God's God and we're not. Praise the Lord. So in that area, we pray for labors to cross our family's path. And then lastly, pray and bind the enemy and loose the Holy Spirit in their lives. Matthew 18, 18. If you bind anything on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. If you loose anything on earth, it shall be loosed in heaven. So bind the power of the enemy. Father, I thank you. The enemy is bound when it comes to my family. I thank you. He's, bind, he's bound from blinding their minds, from darkening their eyes. He's bound from speaking lies. I take authority over his. Listen, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You, you speak and declare release over their thought life, all those areas over their hearts, over their emotions, anything he would use in those areas. You pray and you take authority over that. And then you just lose and release the love, the provision of God into their life wisdom and revelation and understanding come there you release those things toward bind the enemy and release what God has declared into their lives in Jesus name and lastly we must continue to praise God and thank him thank him for the work he's doing in the lives of our family I mean Paul said like this in Philippians 4 Let everything, he said, don't be anxious or worry about every, anything. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so in that, when you're praying, after you pray, Jesus said, as we read Mark 11, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them. So if I believe I receive, after when somebody gives you something and you receive it, what you say is, thank you. If I came to you and gave you a gift and you received the gift, you would say, oh, thank you, Pastor Don. You would receive that. And upon receiving it, you would be thankful and you would express thanks. You would say, thank you. I received that. Thank you. So when you pray, you believe that you receive. So I pray over our family. You pray over the situation. And then from then on, from then on, Faith doesn't keep praying the same prayer. prayer. Faith is thanking God for the answer and the fulfillment that is on the way. Father, I thank you. You are moving in the hearts and lives of my, uh, of my family. Father, I'm not moved by what I see. I walk by faith and not by sight. I don't even care what it looks like. It, it could be a raging storm. I do not care. I'm going to stay at peace and I'm going to be trust you. I'm going to remain at peace and I'm going to remain at rest in you when it comes to my family. I'm just thanking you right now that they are saved. I thank you. You're working for them. I thank you, Father. You're bringing laborers across their path i thank you they have open hearts open minds to receive the gospel to hear the truth i thank you lord i'm looking forward to the day i expect to see it and i believe it when we'll rejoice together all every part of it just begin thanking him and it's amazing how the weight lifts off of your life when you just thank him you thank him for your health 
You thank him for your finances. You thank him for your family. You thank him for everything. Faith speaks, declares, and receives in Jesus' name. Let's finish with these two confessions that we did last week. Look at this. What do I do? Yeah, but pastor, what happens when I doubt? This is what I do. When doubts arise, I just simply look to the cross. When I have doubts, I just look at the cross. And then I make a declaration like this. Let's declare this together. It's right there on your screen. Let's declare it together. I have all the faith I will ever need right now to live in and walk in the full provision of God's covenant word to me. He loves me, and that is all the assurance I need. I choose to receive and live in the flow of God's provision for my life. In Jesus' name, amen. That means when I'm walking in obedience to God, I'm living. His grace is empowering me to say yes to God and to be obedient to His word. Then my declaration, I can make these declarations and have rest and peace in God. Next. We need to say things like this. You need, to, you need some personal confession. You need, you need to sometime just say something like this. Come on, say it with me. I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I will do all that God says I can do. God said it. The devil knows it. Now I know it. Believe it and declare it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, meaning so be it. Praise the Lord. You need to declare that. Praise God. You're working in my life. I'm believing to see it and receive it in Jesus' name. And then a prayer like this. Say this with me. Father, I want my faith to be a reflection of your ability, not mine. I will become more aggressive in my daily confession of faith in you and your word. I believe, therefore, I speak. I will live to prove that you are my source by my dependence upon you. I thank you that your hand will be good upon me and others will see your goodness in my life. Something amazing happens when we just depend upon God. Faith me, you know that old acronym for faith is this, forsaking all, I trust him. Forsaking everything else, I trust him. Are you trusting him? Have you given your life to Christ? Have you really given your life over to him? Trusting him, believing him, being at rest in him no matter what's going on around you. Let me pray with you tonight. Father, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Father, that you will move right now into every heart and every life. Father, if there's one watching tonight that doesn't know you, I pray right now that they would pray. And accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That they would pray that simple prayer. That just says Jesus I believe that you died for me. That you gave your life upon the cross. That you were buried. But that you rose again on the third day. Conquering death, hell and the grave. I believe you are the resurrection and the life. Today I give my life to you. I say yes to you. With all my heart. I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior in Jesus' name. Father, I pray if anyone doesn't know you, they would pray just that simple prayer and give their life to you. 
Father, I pray for anyone that is struggling right now in these areas, whether it is over their physical health, whether it's concern over their finances, whether it is any type of concern for their family, Father, that your peace would just settle down upon them right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray over our country right now, Father. I speak your peace to our country. Father, the more this goes on and the more social media and all the words and all the interaction begins to intertwine and flow together, Father, the more conflicts that seem to be rising up. So, Father, I just speak peace right now into our nation, into people's lives. Father, I speak your peace over our leaders. Lord, your word tells us to get wisdom, to get understanding. Lord, I pray for all of our leaders right now, Father, that they would operate in wisdom and understanding concerning every decision that is being made. Father, from our president all the way down to every local official on every level, anybody having to make decisions around this virus situation right now, I pray wisdom and understanding to them and over them in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for every person that is working right now in what they're calling essential jobs. Father, that many are working long hours, whether it's in the healthcare industry, Father, whether it's in food service or necessities or supply on any type of thing, distributors, drivers, warehouse people, Father, on so many levels. We have people in warehouses that are working 12-hour shifts, seven hours a day, people in so many areas. Father, I just speak your peace, your rest, your protection, your covering over them. Father, your health and your strength to them in Jesus' name. Father, I pray your hand will be upon them. I pray your protection, your covering over them. And Lord, we just plead the blood over them and protection from this virus right now in Jesus' name. So Father, I thank you for your great grace that is upon us, and we just give you praise and glory tonight. Father, let your people be at peace and at rest in you in every area, and we will take you at your word, and we declare we are the just, and we will live by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we love you so much. Hey, if these are helping you and you're connected to us, we have some giving information. You can go if you're on the website. You can go on the website. You can give. If you'd help us and support it, that'd be a great blessing. But we love you. God bless you. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again on Sunday morning. We're going to continue on the in-between place. So this coming Sunday, join us 10 a.m. We love you. We're praying for you. God bless you. We'll see you Sunday. God bless you.